to another Tops show. Um, I'm here. I'm Bill Davis. I'm here with uh, Mark Hardy. Go ahead and say hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. There you go. Um, I wa we wanted to talk about two things today. Um, so we have two things on the agenda. Let me see if I can pull up that agenda. Uh, first of all, here's, here's our little uh, Titans of Publishing show byline. Um, but I wanted to talk specifically today um, about something that I think we get asked and, and kind of we get questions about or, or at least concern about, well, what is a publisher or am I a publisher? Um, you know, if I write my own book, for example, and I self-publish, well, then by kind of by default, you're a publisher. But a lot of people don't understand what it really means to be a publisher. And I like to look at the etymology of words. And to publish is to, quote, unquote, make generally known. And also it means to, to, to make public. So here, here's the difference in what a publisher is versus a non-publisher as it relates to writing. So if you write in a diary and you keep it to yourself or you keep it just to a couple people, you're a writer, of course, but you're not a publisher because you're not making it public. You're not making it generally known. Um, contrast that with somebody who, who might write, you know, a, a blog post or, or, or who's a blogger. Well, they may not think of themselves as a writer per se, but they're certainly a publisher because they're making their work known. So that's really what the difference is. And, and I know a lot of people get hung up on the idea of, well, I'm not a publisher. I'm not like, you know, random house. I'm not one of these big, you know, companies. You don't have to be nowadays, right? You, you, you can be a one man or one woman show. And you can do all of these things. You can write, you can publish, you can promote, you can do everything on your own, by yourself, or in conjunction with other people. But you you most definitely, if you make your stuff available to the public, you most definitely are a publisher. And we'll talk about this in a future one. I just wanted to get this out of the way. But I believe that we're all part of the media now. And when we blame the media for something, we have ourselves to blame too. Or at least we're in that camp. And we can look, we can focus the, the, the sunlight on ourselves if we ever say, you know, it's the media's fault or they're doing this or it's fake news or whatever. We're all part of that thing now. So that's kind of a little uh, definition and a little rant all in one. But, um, Mark, do you have anything to add or, 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 or subtract from that? <laughs> I was, was going to be a smart ass and say I have absolutely nothing to add. But, of course, I have something to add and maybe subtract. And as you were talking about the etymology of words, you know where my mind went? I was like, well, you know, I'm doing this. I'm central time. You know, it's, it's you know, past four o'clock on a Friday afternoon. And I'm thinking, who puts the pub in publisher? That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. So maybe we need to kind of do a pseudo kind of combo happy hour publisher kind of thing. There, there you go. But I, I like your distinction. And, um, of course, my area of expertise uh, is publishing press releases. And, you know, when you, uh, when you were talking about, you know, that we're the media, um, you know, uh, there was a term that when 
you know, online authorities and, and, and people that became, you know, authorities on social media, they weren't necessarily traditional reporters or traditional journalists. What they did is they, they became citizen journalists, you know, because they, they didn't need, just like you don't have to go through the whole publishing, the traditional publishing hierarchy, you know, in terms of, you know, traditional publisher. I mean, obviously you, you may want to at some point once you, you know, you get more well-known, um, but it works, you know, as you mentioned or, or kind of touched on, it works the same way with media too, where, you know, you don't need to rely on NBC or you don't need to rely on, you know, a major media outlet to, you know, publish or interview you to get news or to be, you know, published because, you know, you can send a, an online press release and, you know, you can get on, you know, hundreds of sites overnight. So, um, the, the, the key takeaway is the, the, um, the context and the definition of both publishing and publisher has, has changed. You know, Bill's a publisher, I'm a publisher. Probably a lot of people that are gonna be watching this video are publishers and, you know, uh, and wherever I can insert a uh, superhero reference, you know, Spider-Man with great power, you know, it comes great responsibility. Yeah. Um, uh, you've seen, how many of you seen people publish information and, and, you know, for whatever reason, you know, it was inflammatory or, you know, again, I'm thinking, you know, more news oriented, more media oriented than, you know, traditional book publishing. And they've either had to, you know, republish something or retract something because either they got their facts wrong or, um, you know, they, they ended up getting into some kind of online tiff about, uh, you know, about the information that they shared. So, um, you know, I mean, the good news is, is that, think about it, barriers have been removed. Barriers that used to exist, you know, are, are no longer there. So, in my mind, that equals opportunity. It does. But, but as you alluded to, you know, um, as, as the barriers of entry are lowered, that means more people can get into the field, which means that there's the potential that more people who are not very qualified or good at it can get into the field. But there is opportunity. And I think, I believe that if you work at your craft, you can get really good at this. Um, but just note that, you know, we don't, it, when you're talking in terms of like journalism, news, newsworthy type stories, um, the, uh, the, the hurdle, but the hurdle isn't nearly as high as it used to be. We don't have Dan Rather and, and Walter Cronkite and, uh, you know, as our soul or, or, or you know, the, the, the few sources of news we get to listen to. They're everywhere and there's citizen journalists and citizen reporters and some of it's good and some of it's not. So I, th I think, you know, back in the old days we had, um, we didn't have enough choice and now we don't have good enough filters because we have way too much information. <laughs> yeah. yeah, John Rogers inserted a political reference, which oh, there, there it is, Alex Jones. That's right. I mean, Mr. Infowars. You know, I don't care who yeah. you are. Objectively, that news that news is crap. It's just yeah. there for infl it's inflammatory. It's to get people's, you know, it, it's to it's it's to 
to raise their blood pressure and, and perk up their ears and, and make them pissed off about something. Well, as long as we're, you know, I mean, uh, occasionally, you know, even ever so often, um, I get an idea. And, the way. And, and uh, yeah, I know, shock, shock upon shock. Um, who's to say, and, you know, you see this happening with social media, you know, Facebook, uh, Twitter, you know, fake news. Who's to say you can't publish something about filters for publishing something? <laughs> you mentioned the word filters, and it's like, are these filters self-imposed, or are there filters? You know, I mean, it's like, um, you know, I've been reading, it's like, okay, here's how to tell if this is a fake news site. You know, here are kind of some things, you know, here's what they, here's a, how they try to make it look like a news site, and here's how you can kind of detect, is it a real news site or is it a fake news site? But no, um, and you know, all... just 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 before you move on, um, I'm not even sure that, and I'm not going to say the majority or a minority, but there's a portion, and I think it's a significant portion of people who don't even care if it's fake or real. Right, right. It's, it's more of it agrees with my worldview or it That's disagrees, right. and I think we're all guilty of that to an extent. Um, we all like our news sources, but you know what? You got to be able to know the bullshit from the reality. And, and I think a lot of people just don't care. And I don't know what that means, but I think it, you know, I, well, I do know what it means. It means the unraveling of civilization as we know it, but, um, you know, we're, <laughs> the genie's out of the bottle. We're going down the path and we just got to learn how to like break the fall. Anyway, but uh, I, I cut you off, and I apologize. Yeah, that's just, this is uh, a free-flow exchange of thoughts and ideas on a Friday afternoon. There you go. All right, so we're going to transition, and, and I'm not very good at segues, so we're just going to blow through it. Um, holidays are coming up. Uh, you know, we got Black Friday stuff already out. I've heard Christmas songs already. <sighs> Um, you know, Christmas is coming, other, other seasonal holidays are coming. Um, and you know, as publishers, you know, do you, do you take advantage of that? Do you do anything about that? Do you plan around that? What do you do? So Mark, what, what do you do? You know, we have a holiday coming up this weekend. You're going to, you know, I mean, you're going to see, I mean, obviously it's not as big as Thanksgiving. It's not as big as you know, the uh, Christmas or Cyber Monday or, you know, Black Friday. Um, but I've already seen, you know, promotions for Veterans Day. Yes. My first copywriting job uh, was for a women's clothing store. Uh, and I worked uh, in the uh, the coat department. Or I, w I wrote copy for the coat department. And Veterans Day, the Veterans Day sale was the biggest sale of the entire year. Now, you know, frame of reference, this was Chicago. So, you know, they could have already had snow by <laughs> on November 11th. But um, so there are certain things that are obviously seasonal and, and timely. Um, but I also think, you know, I mean, there's, there's a fatigue factor. So, you know, I was thinking, okay, do I want to publish a Black Friday sale or a, um, a Cyber Monday sale. Because, you know, I sell digital information. Cyber Monday, it seems like a nice fit. And 
I, you know, the answer is, I don't know. I have in the past, um, you know, and I've given really big discounts, you know, I may still do it. I will tell you something, Bill, from a PR standpoint, um, when people come to me, unless they have a specific holiday promotion, I say, let's get this whole holiday season behind us because there's this, in January, there's this big gaping hole for news and information because everybody, you know, put all their, their eggs in the holiday basket. So, um, you know, I mean, there, there are, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, January is clearance month, you know, whatever they didn't clear out for the holidays, they're going to sell, but there is more space, at least in terms of, you know, my area of expertise, which is, which is news and media and PR, there's space to kind of fill up. Um, uh, so that is an opportunity and, you know, I like to counsel my PR clients and say, you know, Hey, if you can, you know, if you've got some, something that's evergreen or, you know, even better, something that's time sensitive and you can queue it up for January and February, you know, you're not going to have to compete with all this other holiday clutter. No, good, good points. Um, and you know, I, one of my, one of my first few jobs out of out of uh, college were retail jobs. Um, I remember, and we actually, if you subtracted or or canceled out all of the returns we got in January, <laughs> January might have been a bigger month than December in terms of sales, in in terms yeah. of gross sales, because people come in looking for the bargain. And you have tremendous opportunities to, to recapture or reclaim all of those returns that are coming in with additional sales. If you're good at what you do in a retail environment, you will be, uh, you, you could convert a lot of those people who just want to return this crap, right, into viable customers. Um, so it's a, it's a prime opportunity in retail. It's also like you said, it's a prime opportunity for, for digital, um, you know, information because people just other people who, who are in this space aren't doing anything, um, mm -hmm. in January. Um, and, and, and as well in, in press releases, in, in book releases, people just aren't thinking about it. So I, I tend to be more of a contrarian. I do things when other people aren't and I don't do things when other people are because it's kind of like, um, you know, would you, would you rather be in, in a Madison square garden um, with the crowd in, in both, both instances you have a crowd, but would you rather be there with, you know, Garth Brooks, who I just went to see by the way, or would you rather be there be there alone? Now you have the same crowd size because people are just going to be out and about all the time. People are always looking for something. People have cash in their wallets or credit on their cards, and they're going to buy they're going to buy things. So would you rather be at Madison Square Garden or the street corner? I mean, <laughs> you know. So it's timing, and and there's a lot to be said for people who who you know. It's kind of like piggyback marketing. You piggyback on top of a, a bigger name or whatever. That that works too. That's why people have opening acts. That's why opening acts want to be opening acts because they can piggyback off off the success or the the popularity of of the headliner. But you can also make a name for yourself if you're the headliner, right? So anyway. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you know, as you as you were talking, I was thinking, okay, you know, what if you've already made the decision, and you know, you 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 really want to do something, you know. So if you're a publisher, chances are you're publishing some kind of content, you know. Um, so you know, maybe you know what you do is you know like holiday season, it's gift giving season. So you can package that content as a gift. I mean, last year, I think I did, <laughs> I did like the, you know, there's like the 12 days of Christmas. I did the 12 days of, of, um, of, you know, uh, gifts and I ran out of gifts at like seven days, <laughs> but, but nobody said where are the other five days. So, <laughs> it's inflation. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's, open rate, you know, with email, I don't know. But um, so, uh, you know, I mean, here's the thing, you know, I think you, you hit on something, Bill. I mean, as a creative person, you know, I'd love to say, you know, I want to I want to do a holiday promotion that's unique, um, that no one else has done. And I think you can tie yourself up in like a pretzel trying to kind of come up with this master, you know, you, you know, creative formula. So yes, it's going to be more busy. Yes, there's, you know, there's, um, there's more, you know, not just competition, but there's hyper competition. Um, but you can still do something. You can give things away for gifts. You can do a sequence of gifts like I did. Um, and the gift doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, content. It could be something leading up to something. So you know, if you're a service provider, you can say, hey, you know, the holidays are a little um, slow. People are making travel plans. I've got some consulting sessions that have opened up, you know, in December. And, you know, and I realize that people, that's the time they think about this coming year and how they can make this year better. You know, let's let's have a 15 or 20 or 30 minute you know, no cost consult. So, you know, you could do a bunch of different things and package it as a gift. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, one of the things that kind of uh, that you said that kind of made me think is, you know, we all have this pipeline and it's, it's, you know, for some people, it could be 15 days, 30 days, 45 days, three months. I work, once worked on a contract where, you know, my, it, it took over a year to get that contract. Um, and if I would have relied on, on that for, you know, my, my income, I would have been screwed. But, um, the point, the point being a lot of people take off most of December, maybe not in terms of their work or their job or, or whatever, but they kind of like mentally tune out or yeah, they do. their mind is, is, is elsewhere. Like or they're in a sugar coma from all the, the sweets and cookies. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Halloween. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you could use December as an opportunity to market or position rather than sell. Yes. And, and make January your big month. That's where a, yeah. you just line up a whole because you're going to be doing something that, that not many other people are doing. You're, you're actually filling your pipeline, filling your funnel, whereas other people are trying to like get people, you know, to that last part of their funnel, um, you know, the, the sale um, right. at a discount. And in January, February, March, you may not have to offer any kind of discounts to entice anybody to do, to do anything. 
Um, so that that's that's another way to look at it. Um, yeah, any- I like that. Um, you know, I like it because the the focus is not necessarily selling something; it's building something. It's building a relationship. Um, you know, and and as you were talking, I uh, you know my original uh, career was in advertising, and, and there was this old axiom: you have to run an ad six times for it to be seen once. Um, and I've seen in terms of business development and, and sales, you know, that they a lot of salespeople give up where, you know, the ultimate kind of, you know, kind of uh, tipping point may be between the seventh and twelfth touch, meaning a touch would be a call, an email, uh, a meeting, an in-person meeting. So, you know, to, to go to what you said, you know, having that um, line of communication to build to something, you know, come January when, hey, guess what? People have, you know, because they have travel commitments, they're they're running around looking for gifts. Like you said, they're distracted. A lot of people, you know, um, you know, they work with or they're out or, you know, have checked out. And it is a good time. And, you know, I got to tell you, um, you know, there's been some uh, big marketers that would actually do, you know, like big webinars between Christmas and New Year's simply because they knew people had time off. Now, it may be time off and they're on a cruise or something, but they had time off and they were a little bit tired of the holidays and they wanted an alternative, you know, something alternative to do. So that may be an option too, is between Christmas and New Year's, you know, maybe you have, you know, a webinar or, or some kind of online event where you can say, where you can talk about goals. I mean, um, every year, uh, you know, a colleague that you and I know, um, John Paduchak, we would, you know, I would do, because um, I had this thing where I theme my year. Every year I, I theme, I, you know, it's kind of like the Chinese calendar, you know, the year of the dragon, the year of the snake. And so we would do, we between Christmas and New Year's, we would get people on a webinar and it was more goal setting and it was really giving back. But it was great because People are already thinking about that. And that's the other thing to think about, too, is meet them where they are, not where you want them to be. Good point. Good point. All right. Well, I think we're uh, almost out of time here. Um, any closing thoughts, any closing comments from, from people watching? Um, if you're watching if you're watching this on the recording, um, certainly leave your comments, and, and Mark and I will do our best to answer or respond to them. Um, if not, and you forgot our, our official sponsor. <laughs> See, I, I literally did forget our official sponsor. <laughs> why don't why don't why don't you fill me in? <laughs> no, 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 no. I want I want my you to do it. So uh, you you built it. You do it. So are, are you talking about one of my sites? I'm talking about the site. The site. Okay. Well, Titans of Publishing. Yeah. Um, so you need to go to titansofpublishing.com and all of our past recordings are there. All of our past shows are there. And um, this one should be there as soon as we close out, I think. Um, I'm trying something a little bit new. Um, I actually posted the video before we went live. So we'll see if that works. Um, I, <laughs> I like it. Sure. Um, <laughs> I, I actually looked during the show and it was on, so um, that's a good pl- that's a good thing. 
Um, but anyway, um, go to Titans of Publishing Show, uh, Titans of Publishing All our shows are there under the show shows tab, and um, we'll see you on in a week. We'll see you in a week. All right, sounds good. Take care, everybody. See ya.